Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. And just like that, what seemed like an extremely tough series, and it probably is, still is going to be an extremely tough series against the Houston Rockets, everyone thought the Lakers would be down after that first game, which was extremely unimpressive. Here we are now after game three, up 2-1. What is up, Hoopball Lakers family? I am your host for the evening, solo host for the evening, JC DeLeon. You can find me on Twitter at jcdeleon one Spoke to Ethan earlier. He watched the game. He enjoyed it. But it's going to be a solo episode with me tonight, breaking down the box score, and hopefully the both of us will be in on the next episode, previewing game four or possibly game five after that. We'll see down the road. Who knows exactly what will go down. So while every game in the playoffs is important, this was arguably the most important game of the playoffs so far. As you get deeper into the playoffs, they tend to get more and more important. And, yeah, going down to the Houston 2-1 would have been disastrous for this team that has already made some adjustments to acclimate to what Houston is doing and to face a deficit against a team that you've already made some adjust- adjustments for. That can kind of get into your head a little bit. And so here we are sitting after Game 3. We'll, we'll break down the box score a little more deeper, but LeBron was focused in... We possibly have Rajon Rondo back. Anthony Davis is playing extremely well. Defense, defense, defense is telling the story. So, yeah, I think going down 2-1 against this team would have been disastrous because they've already been doing a lot. 
and this was a much closer game than a double-digit victory would indicate. So, yeah, this this could have easily been a loss, but thankfully in the fourth quarter, the Lakers stepped up and stepped up defensively, and LeBron set the tone in the first half, and I think that was evident by the fact that he didn't score very much in the second half, although he was still very, very much involved, especially defensively. We'll talk about that later. But, yeah. Every game does tell a story, and like I said, despite a double-digit victory, this game was a lot closer than the score would indicate. So let's take a deep dive into that box score to see who really shined for the Lake Show tonight. So one of the things I tweeted after after game two was that we don't really have a sense of who is dominating who in this series quite yet. I don't feel like we learned anything definitive at the end of game two, and so... In a lot of ways, the first half of this game sort of solidified that fact. <clears throat> the Lakers had pretty good defensive effort in the first quarter. The energy was pretty high. LeBron was on fire, 12 points. He immediately started the game with 8 points, a layup, and two threes. Hit 10 points pretty quickly. But despite that, the Rockets were driving to the basket, and they were driving to the basket pretty successfully. They weren't shooting a lot of threes, which I think is the only real anomaly of this game, if you're going to find any kind of anomaly, is that Houston, for whatever reason, didn't didn't take as many threes as they usually do. And in that sense, I still sort of feel like you don't exactly know who is dominating who. The only thing that's been definitive in any of the now three games has been the fact that the fourth quarter, at least for games two and game three, the Lakers can turn up the, the the defensive intensity. And they can do so on a dime. They can do so seemingly on a dime, which is a little concerning. But, and, mo- and particularly in this game, game three, coming out of halftime, I think Frank Vogel finally understood that there's just no place for JaVale McGee in this series. Much as I love the guy, much as I love his effort, much as I love how he sets the tone for the team, as I've said time and time again, this really just isn't the series for him. And Marquise Morris started the second half. And to start the second half, within seconds, he had a steal from LeBron that led to a layup, and that set the tone for the entire half. Lakers recognized that they didn't play, play well defensively. So they turned that up. LeBron was on fire first half. First half scored 29 points, one point shy of his, of his first half career high in a playoff game. He scored 30 against Boston a few years ago. I thought it was. I thought having watched LeBron as many years as I have, I thought this was going to be a forty or a fifty point effort from him. The way he was playing in the first half, the way he was taking he he checked jumpers, which I kind of hate that he does that, but he does, and he's he's King James, so you can't argue with him. But that being said, uh, he was playing a lot smarter in the second half. He was really sort of setting the tone, like I said. Uh, and said time and time again is a huge theme for this team is, is people, this team feeding off of each other. When the second half started, there was a mic'd up segment where they showed a moment 
uh, LeBron and Alex Caruso shaking hands, and Caruso is kind of whispering in LeBron's ear, lead us, lead us, lead us. And I don't know if that's a normal thing for Caruso to say, say to LeBron, but LeBron definitely led them tonight. And so I've talked about how he had 20, 29 points in the first half. He finished the game with 36. So for him to have a seven-point second half might sound a little disappointing. But it's what the rest of the team did. And I think LeBron recognized how well the rest of the team was playing, and he sort of let them have their moment. He let them shine, especially Anthony Davis. And LeBron found other ways to contribute. So LeBron's final line, 36 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. 7 rebounds, 5 assists, not mind-blowing for King James. When you hear how impactful a game he had, you must think to yourself, he must have had a dozen assists, he must have had 12, 13 rebounds, scored 30-some-odd 30, 30 points. Well, one out of three ain't bad. But here's what he also did. In the third quarter, he had four blocks. And one of the blocks was to end, end the quarter, end the third quarter. Austin Rivers tried his hardest to shoot a layup, that LeBron couldn't touch. LeBron swatted it anyway. Back-to-back possessions, there were layups at the rim that LeBron sent back both times, led to layups for the Lakers. So they were doing what this team does well in, in, in turning defense into offense. So LeBron had a great night. We talk about plus-minus all the time on this in this in this podcast. This was a tight game, and to look at the plus-minus across the board, it's pretty evident. For all that LeBron did, he did have the second-highest plus-minus, but it was a plus-eight. Markeith Morris, funnily enough, had the highest plus-minus. Now, there was a moment in the game where... And it wasn't a very long moment, but it did sort of seem like maybe Frank Vogel had forgotten about Markeith Morris because there was, there was a pretty long stretch in which we didn't see him. And I was beginning to wonder, where the heck is Markeith Morris? Well, he started the second half, and we've talked about that already. For the game, Markeith Morris finished with, in 23 minutes, he only scored two points. He grabbed four rebounds, two assists, one steal, one turnover. So... He had one of those, yeah, I'll say it, Alex Caruso type games where he's not doing a lot offensively uh, or not doing a lot on the stat sheet, but he had a really, really positive impact on this team while he was on the court, obviously, and he had to have done that uh, on the defensive end. And this defensive end was mostly a team effort all around. Rotations were really tight in the second half. James Harden was absolutely swallowed by defenders every time he had the ball. Russell Westbrook. It's hard to say whether or not they did an effective job on Russell Westbrook or if he was just being Russell Westbrook. I don't mean to hate on the guy, hate on the guy or sound like I'm making fun of him, but he has been what he's been throughout his whole career. He's an inefficiency nightmare. Um, tonight was no exception. Although he did have 30 points. 
And he shot 13 and 24, which isn't bad. He only turned the ball over three times. But I mean that does go that does go to show how effective this team, the Lakers defense was overall, because despite the fact that he seemingly had an okay game, Russell Westbrook, overall, the team did extremely well. Part of it might have also been limited to the the Rockets for whatever reason were on a limited rotation of only running eight guys. Off the bench they had Jeff Green, Ben McLemore, and Austin Rivers. McLemore and Austin Rivers both went scoreless, and so you've got six six guys effectively scoring for your team. And one of those six, P.J. Tucker, only scoring three points. So, yeah. Total team effort all around. For the for a little bit, they, they let James Harden and Russell Westbrook get theirs, and then they locked down P.J. Tucker, they locked down Eric Gordon, and that sort of seemed to be the recipe for success. Anthony Davis was a plus six. He had 26 points and 15 rebounds and six assists. He's actually been passing the ball really well. He sort of recognizes when players are cutting. And one thing about this Houston Rockets defense, as efficient as they've been throughout the postseason and the seeding games, they've been one of the better defenses in the league. They are susceptible to back cuts. And Anthony Davis has been recognizing that. He's been getting more and more assists lately. And on the recipient of that tonight, another A-plus game from him. Really happy to see that he's continuing on that positive streak. Kyle Kuzma, plus seven for the game. 14 points overall. Shot two threes, missed two threes, but it was seven for ten from the field. And most of those seven points were from him cutting to the basket, recognizing that when LeBron's got the ball and LeBron is scoring 29 points in the first half, there's going to be lanes open for him to pass. And he's LeBron James. You know he's going to find you. And Kyle Kuzma knows that, so that's how he's getting his. So really great game for Kyle Kuzma tonight. Okay game for him defensively. He He's drawn the assignment of James Harden a couple of times, and a couple of times he's had issues with it. And it's understandable because James Harden is one of the better scorers in the history of the league. But Kyle Kuzma still is a little a little too tenacious defensively, and he's a little too rambunctious uh, in defending James Harden three-point attempts, and he fouled him once for three free throws, which he made because he's James Harden. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that's one of the things that no matter how good a job you do on, on James Harden, he's always going to do things like that, and it's, and it's frustrating. But Kyle Kuzma played really great game tonight. Didn't see a lot out of JaVale McGee, like like we talked about earlier. I think Frank Vogel realizes that there's just not a place for him here. He played seven minutes, didn't get a rebound, didn't get a block, didn't get a steal, didn't get an assist, didn't score a basket, had one turnover, one foul. was plus one somehow. Um, But I think the story of the night, despite the fact that LeBron played the way he did, despite the fact that the team defense played the way they did, which was amazing. After a disastrous first game in which Ethan and I were were wondering, like, hey, maybe maybe don't put Rondo in. Um, Rondo in games two and game three has been a plus has been a combined plus thirty five and plus minus. Tonight he was plus seven. He had twenty one points, nine assists. One steal, which led to a layup. Two rebounds. But, yeah, he was 
running the ball, running the offense super effectively. And LeBron wasn't necessarily playing a cutter, but he was an off-the-ball post up a couple of times, and Rondo found him for that. Rondo found Anthony Davis for a couple of alley-oops, and their familiarity with their time in New Orleans was pretty evident there. Yeah, Rondo was was every bit the playoff Rondo we kind of thought we would see and didn't know if we would see. But 21 points, 9 assists, like that's what you want out of Rondo. And most, and most importantly, I kind of talked about it last game, he's going to get 4 or 5 open 3s a night. And I think you want him to make enough to just kind of keep the defense honest. And tonight he made, he shot five threes, and he made three of them. Obviously, that's going to keep the defense super honest. He shot 8 of 11 for the ninth, his 30 minutes. Uh, the only players to get 30 minutes besides, uh, you know, Anthony Davis and LeBron James was Contavious Caldwell Pope and Rondo. Uh, J.R. Smith played three minutes. It was the end of the half. Didn't really do much. Uh, we haven't talked about Alex Caruso. And so I think one of the expected things that we anticipated with Rondo coming back is whose minutes is he, is he going to take. And it seemed like the only the obvious answer was Alex Caruso, which Ethan and I weren't necessarily high on because we, we love our guy Caruso. And tonight he was plus seven. He shot five points. He made a three, which I'm always ecstatic about, ecstatic about when when Alex Russo is going to make a three. Um, yeah, but he he played well defensively. And there was a moment in that fourth quarter I even talked about on Twitter where when LeBron is going to rest and you've got AD out there and you've got Kuzma out there, your offense has to be run through AD. Especially, especially if the other four guys on the court are going to be Kuzma who's a good offensive player, Markeith, who, yeah, you can let him shoot a spot of three. And then your other two guys are going to be Rondo and Caruso. Not ideal scorers <laughs> by any means. We've talked about Caruso, how much we love him. He's, he's a 15% three-point shooter this postseason for whatever reason. That's why I was so happy that he made a three tonight. But if you're going to have Rondo and Caruso in there together... You don't necessarily have to have be an offense that shoots the lights out, but you do have to be an extremely impactful defensive unit. And that's what they were in the fourth quarter. When LeBron was sitting down, when I thought maybe he shouldn't have been, but he's human, he needs rest. Yeah, they played an extremely tenacious defensive game in that fourth quarter, and it was it was all credit to that unit. So, yeah, overall, pretty tight game. Nothing too dramatic or negative other than, you know, JaVale. Other than everyone kind of realizing that there's not really a place for JaVale in this series, which is a little unfortunate. But one thing that is going to be to the Lakers' advantage, and we've talked about all year how much versatility this lineup has and how many different ways they can play. It's because they have a lot of players available. I didn't realize until tonight, staring at the box score, that the Lakers are running, or that the Rockets are running three people off the bench. I don't know if that's normal, but it seems like it because, you know, the players that didn't play, you got Luke Mbamute, Damari Carroll, 
Bruno Caboclo. Uh, I don't know who Clemens and Frazier are. But yeah, they they were missing Daniel House Jr. tonight. So four guys off the bench. Where the Lakers are running, you know, five, six guys off the bench. And they're running a much deeper team. And they have different units. And the Rockets might have another concern and Robert Covington tonight took a pretty hard shot from Anthony Davis's shoulder. And Covington, in addition to being an extremely good three-point shooter, is also the tallest player on the Rockets team. And so, and he's 6'7". If for whatever reason he's unavailable the next game, he probably will be. But if for whatever reason he's not going to be available the next game, the Rock- this Rockets lineup gets shorter figuratively with the number of players and gets shorter literally because Covington is their tallest player. And so the Lakers are just now starting to exert their dominance over the Rockets in terms of rebounds. Tonight there was a 43-30 to 30 advantage in the, in the rebounding category. Anthony Davis, like we talked about earlier, at 15 rebounds. He was just rebounding all over the place. And so that's definitely what you want to see out of this Lakers team is tenacious defense, Tough rebounding, outlet passes, fast breaks, and that's the key to success against this Rockets team. And the Rockets are great. They they're a great shooting team. They're gonna be they're they're not gonna be an easy out by any means. This is not gonna be a five game series. Highly doubtful that it is. This is gonna go six, maybe seven games. But for now, the Lakers are looking good. Uh, and with some off-the-court help, they could be looking even better. And that off-the-court help could be courtesy of none other than Manscaped. Of course, that's not for me to find out, but it could be for their for the guys, uh, significant others, wives, girlfriends, what have you. They could definitely use the help of Manscaped to impress that significant other because Manscaped is the perfect trimmer for... You know, the region that your significant other can uh, can examine and take a look at from time to time. It is the greatest hair trimmer ever created, the Lawnmower 3.0. The Lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof. It includes an LED light. It's made with advanced skin-safe technology, reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. You can get this trimmer inside their Perfect Package 3.0, which includes the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver. All things that are super necessary, no matter what time of day or night, especially after a hard-fought game like Game 3 tonight. And for a limited time, when you pre-order the Perfect Package Kit, you get two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Brief. Anti-Chafing Cooling Boxer Briefs might be one of the favorite parts of the... Might be one of my favorite parts of the collection. Boxer Briefs have an optimal temperature, temperature control with their crop cooling technology while keeping your pride and joy supported. The waistband is also super elastic to reduce chafing and rubbing. Plus, when your girl sees this logo, she knows she's got a real Manscaped man. With the code HOOPBALL, you can get 20% off plus free shipping, which will save you an extra 5 bucks there at manscaped.com. Once again, 20% off with the promo code HOOPBALL. 20% off and free shipping with the code promo code HOOPBALL. So what to look forward to for Game 4? Well, I think one of the most dangerous weapons that the Rockets have, despite me making fun of him a little bit earlier, is Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is a former MVP in this league. 
he is somebody who does have the capability despite his inefficient shooting and he was fairly efficient tonight he does have those the capability to explode for one of these nights where he's going to go you know 22 for 26 or he's just gonna for whatever reason he just can't miss he's gonna have those nights he's a former mvp he can do that that's one of the things that i think can plague this lakers team is yeah they're letting they're letting russell westbrook shoot right now i think there could be a point where they're letting him shoot too much and he's going to start to take that a little too personally because he's russell westbrook and he does that sort of thing that's the most dangerous thing i think for this rockets team is yeah that at any moment russell westbrook can have a night where he's going to go for 50 and it's just going to kill your team and hopefully that comes on a night in which the Lakers have a pretty comfortable lead. They're already up 2-1. Maybe if they're up 3-1, something like that, they can sort of weather that sort of storm. But, yeah, the Rockets are going to try to get Russell Westbrook going. Because one thing that's been evident so far is that no matter what you try to do against James Harden, he's going to get his 30 points. You can double him. You can have Rondo guard him one-on-one. Rondo's a great one-on-one defender. Harden is still going to get his 30. And so where the rest of the points are going to come for the Rockets, that's sort of where you have to pick your poison, so to speak. And yeah, it's hard to say whether or not Russell Westbrook will be that guy or Eric Gordon or maybe Jeff Green, Robert Covington, if he comes back or if he's able to come back from, from that shoulder to the face tonight. He's somebody who's capable of exploding and having a really good game, but I think the game plan right now is the Lakers can just sort of stand pat. The Rockets were really hot to start the first quarter tonight. They only missed six shots in that entire quarter. They're not going to stay hot that entire game, and that was evident. So one of the things I, I tweeted out was to not necessarily change the game plan, just kind of keep it going. And in a lot of ways they did that, they just turned up the intensity, and that sort of seemed to make the difference. So, yeah, so for game four and kind of looking forward is you just kind of want to make sure that Russell Westbrook's not going to explode. As for the Lakers, I think I think for Rondo to continue to, to get in more shape and for this team to have more confidence in him, that's going to that's gonna get better and better. I think it's time to stop starting JaVale McGee. And I think it's time to start Markeith Morris. I think, I think Kyle Kuzma is... I don't know. I don't know personally how comfortable he is being an option off the bench, but he seems to have found a comfortable spot where he can make cuts because LeBron will find him. He will shoot when he is in there because they do have faith in him to shoot, and he's been an effective defender, and he seems to really enjoy being an effective defender. And so I think he's still good coming off the bench, and I would start Markeith over JaVale. So that's one thing I would look forward to for Game Four, but. One thing you can also take take a look at is if you want to take a look at the early line, you could do so at mybookie.ag. They have partnered with hoopball.com to, to with, a, with their own promo code. You enter in a deposit with the promo code hoopball. They will match your deposit. Currently, right now, mybookie does have an insane promotion where the Kansas City Chiefs on opening night, which is just a couple of nights away, are a plus 54 maximum bet of $50. This is free money, ladies and gentlemen. Go to myboogie.com, 
throw down 50 bucks on this bet where the Chiefs are plus 54. It is a near 100% lock. You will make some money if you make this bet. Promo code hoopball at mybookie.ag. <clears throat> but for game four, right now, as of this recording, it's still a little too early to determine what the exact line will be. I think Covington, whether or not he's going to play, is going to make an is going to make an impact on that line. So probably tomorrow, or as of this as of this posting, or whenever you're listening to this, you should be able to go to mybookie.ag and check the line for game four if you are so inclined. But what say you, Hoopball Lakers fam? What are you guys looking forward to for game four? Uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at Hoopball Lakers and let us know what you're looking forward to or what adjustments you think the team should make and we'll, we might try to give out uh give a shout out to some of those responses you can find us on twitter at hoopball lakers at h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l-l-a-k-e-r-s all together hoopball lakers you can find me on twitter at jc Deleon one and you can find ethan on twitter at ethan underscore noroff it's e-t-h-a-n underscore n-o-r-o-f it's one f on twitter uh, and follow the rest of our hoopball sites, hoopball gaming, hoopball tweets, so many hoopball accounts out there. Uh, and check us out on hoopball.com. Until next time, we out. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.